G'day, partners, and welcome to the preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, June 26. I'm John Barker. Joining me, as usual, is Jackpot Joel Marshall. Dan is uh, having a couple of weeks break up in Queensland. Speaking of Queensland, that is the venue for the final Group 1 of the Australian 2020-21 season, and that is the Sky Racing Tattersall's Tiara at Eagle Farm on Saturday, Joel, and uh, it's a good way to finish. Uh, 17 to face the starter, $5 the field, looks a great race. Indeed, yeah, it's it's a pretty strong race and very hard to work out as is typical of these mares stakes races. They're always uh, very hard to sort out. You can make case for half the field, really. Uh, but look, you've got the Stradbroke, the mares coming out of the Stradbroke, and then you've got the mares coming out of the Dane River. They're the two key form lines. Of course, Tafane beat the boys in the Stradbroke, and you've got a subpoenaed also coming out of that race. And then the Dane Ripper, there wasn't a whole great, uh, a sort of a great deal between a lot of them there, and a few of them had wide runs. So it's interesting to see how that form line, you know, whether some uh, some horses out of the placings are able to turn the tables on the likes of Brooklyn Hustle and Odium, who quenelled that race. You've also got the Godolphin pair, who've come up with wide barriers in Flit and Savatiano. Coming through different form lines, Savatiano took on the boys in the Kingsford Smith, pulled up lame off a wide run, and then you've got Flit trying to bounce back of some unplaced runs this prep, but no doubt she's good enough on her day. So it's a, a tricky race. Uh, some of the other support races lack a bit of depth, but I guess one of the highlights again is this uh, up-and-coming stayer Incentivise who goes around in the Tattersall's Cup. I think they were looking more at the Caloundra Cup next week to sign off his prep, but oh, this race just fell into their lap, didn't it? There was only uh, sort of seven or eight noms and... A lot of them can't win, so I think they've made the right call to back him up and go this week. Yes, interesting developments with incentivise uh, with the big owners, uh, including Brace Sikolsky, buying in, and uh, Peter Moody looking likely to be the new trainer. One of our correspondents to Winning Post uh, this week was saying, well, why not leave him with Steve Tregay? But uh, Steve, talking to Matt Stewart on page two, seems... Uh, Quite happy to just uh, keep 50% of the horse and uh, let Peter Moody worry do, do the worrying about his spring program. Yeah, indeed. Well, I think, you know, he's going to be coming down here to Melbourne and it's probably best that he's with a Melbourne trainer, I suppose. And, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not as if they've just, you know, taken it off a smaller time trainer and, and that's the last you'll see of it because, as you said, he's keeping 50%. So uh, I'm sure it's been a good transaction for him and if the horse keeps winning, well, everyone will be happy. Yes, indeed. Well, uh, we'll take you right through the black type on the Eagle Farm program on Saturday, the uh, Tattersall's Queensland Racing Club. And you mentioned that there were a few uh, support races that were a little bit thin. Well, none more so than race one. Tattersall's Life member stakes 1,830 metres uh, listed. Set weights uh, for two-year-olds and there's only five in it. Yeah, there were five. These were the five original entries. Uh, last week's winner, Bayerish, was a late nom, but they didn't pay up. So, yeah, it's a very thin race. I think it, it used to be a 1,400-metre race. They've changed the calendar and made it 1,800. And I thought it would actually work. I thought you'd get a few of these two-year-olds, particularly the fillies. Um, I thought there'd be a few more fillies, but just the one looking for black type. So, look, it's two to Carker's race to lose. The 
Kiwi visitor. He's had three goes and, and yet to win, but he's been competitive at all three. I guess the one query is that the New Zealand horses haven't really gone very well at all this Queensland Carnival. They just they can't win a race midweek. Uh, they certainly haven't fired in any of the big ones. So well, it wouldn't surprise me if he got rolled just based on that form. But uh, he is the one to beat. Very short. Two Bell Maurice, one General Wolf ran pretty well in a blanket finish at Ipswich last week. And five Calpurnia, the filly, in for fourth. But uh, I'll just be watching this one. Rightio, yes, that was uh, that was the review of a bloke who uh, sounds like he's been burned backing a few New Zealand horses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, they just can't win one. I mean, there was another one went down on Wednesday, uh, yesterday's meeting. They they've they've had plenty of runners. Uh, Tony Pike has had several, and uh, they I, I don't even think he's off the mark yet. So, yeah, it's been uh, hard work following the Kiwis this carnival. Well, on the bright side, you did win the uh, World Championship, so uh, congratulations. <laughs> that, ra- race Indeed, four. that was good to see. It certainly was. Race four at the uh, at the farm on Saturday is the 97.3 Tattersall's Gold Crown, 21.37 metres. Uh, has um, been the uh, GH Mum. Before that, it was the Classic Mile, which is obviously not a mile anymore. So I uh, had a few names this race. It is set weights and penalties for fillies and mares over that middle distance. Uh, how did you go here? Yeah, it's it's a tricky race because, uh, I mean, the set weights just, you know, really throws it into the lap of Polly Gray, who's only carrying one and a half above the minimum. And she's got a rating of 106. Uh, the query is good ground. She's much better on softer tracks. I'm forgetting the last run on good ground because she was coming back from 2000 to 1600 at weight for age. So look, I think she's the one to beat, but I've leaned the way of seven Zaydani. I know she's, she's not well weighted on her rating, but she's still got a bit of upside this girl. I was backing her last year and she ran very well in the Australian Oaks at Morfordville. They backed her up into the Derby behind Russian Camelot and Dallasan. She finished fourth. She's been ticking along well this prep, went to Adelaide, got some black type in the centre rear, and look, she was much too good at the Gold Coast last time out in a, in a midweek race. So look, it's a, it's a step up in grade, but I think she's got uh, still some upside about her. So I'll go seven from one, six, La Grisa. Uh, was very good first up, ran some good late splits, just got too far back next time out, staying at 1,800. She's drawn 13, the outside of 13, both starts this prep. I think gate one, James McDonald. We'll see her settle a lot closer and get her chance. And five, Windermere has been competitive at both starts this time in. She should strip a lot fitter. And, yeah, getting out beyond 2,100 is going to play into her hands. But seven on top for me from one, six, and five. All right. Probably not doing you any favours asking you to preview the next race, which is not a black type race, but it is worth 200,000. And it is uh, certainly always an interesting race with 16 to face the starter. It is uh, race five, the TAB 2021 Battle of the Bush final, no Metro wins last year, quality handicap and uh, form lines coming from all over the shop, Joel. Yeah, it is a raffle, but uh, look, as confident as you could be, I think number seven is going to run really well, rather salubrious. She's having a good prep and they brought her to town three starts ago at Eagle Farm. Yes, she did get in with a light weight and there was only nine runners, but she was beaten only a half a length from the winner, finishing third. Wendy Peel was aboard that day. She takes the ride here. Uh, she's since gone back to the bush, qualified for this race in good form. So 
I think she's the way to go each way. Two Tango Rain, really interesting run. He's won a stack of races at Mount Isa since arriving up north. He was previously with Gerald Ryan, a very well-bred sprinter. He was stakes placed as a two-year-old. He's got a shocking gait, but he's racing well. Four Arwanichi in for third. Again, just built a terrific record. He's been in the Quinella 20 of his 32, so you can't knock that. Nine Manila Miss, who's racing really well. And look, a few of these are better at shorter distances. She's got that really good 1,200-metre uh, record. She's been in the Quinella 8 of 14. So that's the way I've gone. Tough race. Well, I think seven each way will give you a good sight. Seven, two, four, nine. Alrighty, uh, Shane Templeton in this week's winning post has written about one of the other runners. That's fully maxed, formerly with Shane Nichols at Mornington in Victoria, now with Todd Austin up at Barkledyne. First leg of the quaddy at Eagle Farm on Saturday is race six. It is the Tattersall's Cup, uh, 2,400 metres, set weights and penalties, and here is the aforementioned incentivise. Yeah, and you just... As I said, I mentioned before, the race has sort of fallen into his lap. They've got to take this opportunity. There's not much depth to it. You've got a couple of the class runners who are out of form up the top, Mirage Dancer and Southern France. And other than that, it's sort of a midweek class race. So as long as he handles the backup, he should be winning again. Uh, Mirage Dancer in for second. Big drop in class, as it is for number two, Southern France. They just need to find a little bit of their old form to certainly fit, fight out the placings. And I thought three, Romakash, could be the improver. He was going pretty well prior to last couple. Uh, he's in, in fact, last run, he, his chairman's handicap run two starts ago wasn't too bad. He was only four lengths off warning. They tried being more aggressive, and he did a lot of early work last time out and faded badly. But if you go on his previous couple of runs, he's certainly a top four hope. Four on top for me from one, two, and three. All right, well, with the uh, few of these black type races... Um being, as you've mentioned, a little bit thin, a benchmark 80 to snuck into the uh, quaddy, but uh, we may as well cover that one so that uh, we've covered all bases on the quaddy. The second leg is race seven, Edward Street, Brisbane, benchmark 80, uh, and this is over a 1,000 metres. Well, six shooting for gold. He's been well found by the market. It doesn't surprise me too much. He's the horse with a lot of upside here. Three-year-old, he's won four from eight. He hasn't won below 1,110 metres, and he kicks off at 1,000, but there's good speed here, big track suits. He's got a, a really powerful finish, and I think he just needs clear galloping room to get home over the top of them. Fair bit of value in my uh, minor numbers. Nine, the Sinner, has won five from 19, has good stats at this short course, lost his way a little bit at the end of last prep, but if he can find his best form, he's certainly capable. Seven, one strike who's missed a place at both runs back from a spell, but will be fitter. He's capable of bobbing up on the right, uh, you know, on, on his day and, and gets Hugh Bowman to ride. And 10 unguarded, I thought did was the one that opened well over the odds. I think it's around 20 to 1 available. Was a first up winner last prep. And then her next two runs, fourth to Kai Lease, fifth to Garibaldi. Pretty decent form lines for a race like this. Can tend to settle back half, but from barrier one, perhaps settles a little closer. I think she's the one that could be over the odds. But six on top from nine, seven, and ten. Well, still 17 bucks uh, about unguarded available, Joel. And uh, the Sinner, 19. One strike, 26. So, um, yeah, if you can get that favourite roll there, that'll add a bit of juice to your uh, quaddy, which uh, is probably shaping as a treble with uh, incentivised. First leg, the big race. 
at Eagle Farm on Saturday. Here's race eight, Sky Racing Tattersall's Tiara, 1,400 metres, Group 1, with 600,000 standard weight for age. For fillies and mares, then I don't think regular listeners are going to be too surprised with your selection here, Joel. No, nothing if not loyal. Uh, eight subpoenaed for me. I uh, was loyal to an extreme in the Stradbroke. She came up with gate 18. And, gee, I thought on turning, I gave a bit of a cheer. Probably went the early crow. I just thought she was joining in at the right time. She got that awkward action of hers into full gear. And she just peaked on her run sort of 100 out. But she's finished very close up, beaten just over a length. Behind Tafane now, Tafane gets a three and a half kilo swing. So it is going to be difficult to turn the tables, but she's got the good gait. She's got Hugh Bowman back aboard. He was in the saddle when she won the Millie Fox four runs back. Like I think at $10, she's a really good each way bet because she's flying. She was group one placed prior to that Stradbroke run in the Sangster. And if she gets the breaks in the straight, I think she's going to look the winner at some stage. One Tafane, hard to turn the tables, as I said. She gets a weight swing. She's... Genuine Group 1 class mare. She's going to be hard to beat. Uh, in for third off thrown seven, Brooklyn Hustle. I think she can take care of the rivals from the Dane Ripper again. She came from last down the outside. Probably found the best lane, but it was a strong win. She's got that winning form now. That's always been the, the slight knock is that she hadn't quite put it together. But now that she's got back-to-back wins, I think she can go on with the job and be very hard to beat. In that Dane Ripper, I was going into bat for the Kiwi, Coventina Bay. She was stuck down near the inside, which is the worst part of the track late in the day, and I thought she wasn't too bad. She didn't have a fair bit of improvement in her. So we'll throw her in for fourth. I think a couple of the others uh, that you need to look at are certainly number 16, Odium. She was four wide, no cover in the Dane Ripper. Excellent there. Hadn't raced since April 17. And if 18 Sierra Sue gets a run, I just think she's been ticking over okay, ready to peak third up at a bit of a price. But the top four are 8, 1, 7, and 12. And finally at Eagle Farm, last leg of the quaddy, race nine, Eureka Star WJ Healy Stakes, 1,200-metre quality group three. We've got the scratching here at number one, Baller, who's uh, certainly thrown the race uh, wide open. He was early favourite. In any case, I'd already gone with number six, away game on top. Thought she was sound enough first up in the Hinkler, leading them up over 1,200. She'll be better for that. Drawn a touch wide, but she's got good gate speed. She'll put herself handy. I think with that run under the belt, she's the one to beat. 11, Hilo, former Godolphin runner now with Gillian Heinrich. I thought it was an excellent run in the Hinkler, coming from near last to finish fourth behind Superium. I think he can uh, continue to improve. Three, Exhilarate. She was a bit plain in Adelaide first up, but she showed her best second up winning the Coglin. A bit disappointing in the Dane Ripper. So they've lowered their sights and come back to 1,200. I think from a good gate, she's certainly in the mix. And for fourth, we will throw in number eight, King of Hastings. So I liked last start. I thought he was an improver. I thought he had his chance. So it's probably getting towards D-Day for him third up. He is certainly capable on his best form. Six on top from 11, three and eight. All righty. Joel's best at Eagle Farm was in the big one race. Number eight, and his value bet we have not heard or heard about yet, Joel. And that's uh, race three, number six, Garoppolo. Well, another one listeners will know that uh, this, I'm in debt to this bloke a little bit. He needs to step up, Garoppolo. He was excellent winning his first two. I think he should have gone close to winning the Mick Dipman. He didn't have any luck. His next couple, I don't think drawing in has helped him at all. He's got no early gate speed, which means he settles you know, fall back the fence and needs a lot of luck. 
He was within two lengths of Satanta last time out. This is no harder. Interestingly, they've thrown the boy, Jaden Lloyd, on top to take the three kilos off. So he gets in with no weight. I like the outside gate. He can get plenty of galloping room from there. And look, I expected a bit more than the $6 odd that he's been thrown up. But uh, anyway, hopefully he can bounce back and show his best form. All righty. Uh, that's takes care of a massive meeting at Eagle Farm on Saturday. And the uh, other black type on the eastern seaboard, anyway, is at Randwick. And it is the race six at Randwick on Saturday. That is the Taylor Civic Stakes, uh, which is a listed race over 1,400 metres long, and handily enough, your best of the program comes up in this race. Yeah, number three, Bandersnatch. They uh, scratched him from Flemington last week to remain in Sydney, and I think this is a nice option. He needed the run first up. Trying to match motors with Lost and Running, he improved sharply next time out. Again, sitting outside the lead, hanging on well, beaten less than a length. He just looks ready to peak third up. Uh, Brenton Abdullah knows the horse. He's won on him a couple of times before. I think he's the one to beat from 10 True Detective, another horse that can slide forward on the minimum weight, 53 kilos, finding it hard to win, but has certainly been thereabouts of late. Uh, number eight, Three Ood, is a talented mare. Thought she was very good first up in the Helen Coglin there at Eagle Farm, beaten less than a length. Again, getting in with 53 kilos on a wet track certainly suits her. At the other end of the scale, number one, Ranier has to lump 59 and a half. He did carry 59. That was weight for age last time out. Dictated the tempo in front. It was a lovely ride by Hugh Bowman. He had every chance. He'll settle further back, I would have thought, in this race. And he'll find it a bit tougher under the handicap conditions, but certainly worth throwing in the mix. Three on top for me, though. Bandersnatch from 10, 8 and 1. All righty. Caulfield is the venue for... Oh, sorry. No, I've... I've uh... Forgotten all about your value bit, which you have written about as well in uh, winning posts this week on page 94. Um, we're not 100% clear whether Orbital Express is running at Randwick or at Newcastle, but uh, if at Randwick, uh, should be a decent price, Joel. That's race two, number 10. Yeah, I think she went up about 8 or $9. Um, she is a promising filly, as you touched on. I spoke to trainer Jeremy Gass for... The winning post this week, and yeah, he gave her a pretty good push. Uh, look, I, I spotted her off the trials. Uh, she trialled really well, although she missed the start badly. Uh, she went to Scone on debut. I certainly stepped into her, knowing she was going to get back and run on, and that's exactly what she did, finished third. She backed that up with another third at Newcastle, and then broke through for a strong maiden win at Newcastle last time out. She's just got a bit of a habit of being slow away. Uh, so, look, that's the, the little issue. She's still learning, but... She's very well bred. She's out of a, a dual uh, Tats Tiara place getter in Avoid Lightning. Uh, just not sure, as you said, uh, whether they're going to go to the Class 1 at Newcastle or come to town. Uh, but Jeremy was certainly hinting that they would come to town for this highway handicap, and I think she's going to be a very good each-way play. All righty. Caulfield is the venue for Melbourne Racing on Saturday. And uh, query, I guess, is uh, how wet is it going to be? Uh, we've got meetings... Uh, of being Coral was off on Thursday, and then we had uh, um, Ballarat Sunday being moved to Werribee. I mean, geez, you'd think it, you'd think it had a bit of time to dry out Sunday, but 
a lot of this rain that was forecast for Melbourne seems to have missed Melbourne. However, five to ten millimetres, which is a decent dump, is um, is forecast for tomorrow and then uh, for Friday. That is, and two to four on Saturday. So. Um, yeah, I mean, we could end up uh, somewhere on the border of the soft stroke heavy range if that eventuates, but uh, you never know. So I suppose we've got to, um, uh, or listeners have got to bear that in mind. I'm certainly tipping for something that's, uh, you know, around about the seven or eight rating. Uh, I don't know about you, Joel, but tell us about the specials that you have found at Caulfield on Saturday. Yeah, well, look, I... As you said, it's a little bit tricky. Just don't know how much rain's going to fall. But I think the race two is a pretty good race for the Phillies. There's a few here that I don't mind. So, you know, I was sort of a bit humming and ahhing whether to make my best in this race. But I've gone with three bubbly lass. I liked her at Sandown last time out. She had to defy the pattern. She loomed like she was going to win. And then Comic had just dug in late and held her out. That was coming off a maiden win at Warrnambool where she was held up for a long way and then attacked the line hard to win. I think she's a filly. That's building a nice profile, going places. I don't mind her drawn out. John Allen can just uh, hopefully find a little bit of cover, blend into the race at the right time. Uh, don't worry about coming back from 1,300 to 1,200. I think that'll be fine. So I've made her my best. I think playing multiples around number 6 and 12, because there are a couple of fillies that I've got some time for. Veron Scova and Musk Lolly, both drawn wide, both still learning. Maybe Bubbly Lash just has that. A little bit more ring craft, or certainly that's what I'm hoping. In terms of the value, waiting for the last, race nine, number seven, Ruben Blur uh, from the Ben and JD Hayes stable. Uh, this bloke's a consistent performer, and he often goes out big odds. I thought his run first up at Sandown was excellent behind Zipping Boy. Uh, it's been a, a decent form race. He does go up a bit in weight. He had the 52.5 there for being the open handicap, so back to a benchmark race. But in with 57, he's got a pretty honest record at Caulfield. Only won the once, but been placed another five times. Can see him getting a, a very cheap run from a low draw. And I thought he was uh, way over the odds in early markets. All righty. My best is not over the odds. Uh, it is, in fact, odds on as I speak. And that's uh, race five. Number nine, I'm Thunderstruck. Uh, was very impressive uh, at sale on a heavy track. Uh, recently, and uh, first up there, uh, only defeat, in fact, uh, was only beaten 2.9 lengths in the Group 2 Autumn Stakes. So uh, assuming it's going to be uh, on the wet side after that uh, impressive performance on the wet, going with on Thunderstruck, but uh, not at any flash price. At a good price is my value, but that's race six, number five. Ladies of London, uh, over from Perth, and... Uh, not being a stereotypical uh, Perth Galloper, in fact, goes very well on the soft five starts for three wins and a second. Uh, is goes very well fresh as well, two wins and two seconds from four starts and ended up uh, in a stakes race to Marjorie Charlson at the end of the last campaign. And that was only a couple of months ago, so certainly uh, still plenty of uh, residual fitness and has impressed at the jump outs as well. So, uh, ladies of London, race six, number five. Uh, we head back to town in Adelaide on Saturday. Uh, we are back on, in fact, the course proper at Morphville after uh, a week at Murray Bridge and back to Murray Bridge next week. And fairly late on the car, a couple of weeks with a quaddy, Joel, for your specials there. 
Yeah, I've made my best. Dirt on Harry, race seven, number four. Lightly raced four-year-old from the Archie Alexander yard, uh, won his first two starts. Missed out at Tarang at start three, but bounced back with a very good run at Bendigo. Finished third. There was a bit of a gap to fourth. He, he sat wide, sort of blended into the race at the right time. Couldn't quite go with the first two, uh, but it's worth noting those first two home uh, have won since. Scottish Dancer, a winner in Adelaide last week, and uh, the runner-up has, uh, as I said, also won since. Looks a nice race for him. He's a horse on the way up. Uh, Barren Vorster, he was uh, called on to get the job done on Scottish Dancer last week. He takes the ride on Dirt on Harry. And my value bet comes up in the following race, race eight, number 14, Ringfort from the Will Clarken stable. A newcomer to the yard. Had 59 and a half at his first Adelaide start and beat all bar poised terrain who did win the race comfortably, but I thought it was a promising effort from this daughter of Fastnet Rock. She drops four kilos, she'll strip fit a second up, and I thought she could break through quickly for the new stable. There is some black type over in Saturday at Belmont. It is race eight, the Breast Cancer Research Centre WA Strickland Stakes. Uh, 2,000 metres uh, at Group 3 level. It is at Wait for Age. And BJ Ryan, our man in Perth, sticking with uh, the Velvet King here, been impressive uh, this time in slight query up to the 2,000 metres, but uh, BJ thinks he can get the job done first up from, uh, that's number two, the Velvet King from nine, leading girl for the Pike-Williams-Peters combination. Those two generally seem to be a bit of a racing two by the market. Uh, He's got come play with me, number one for third. Dance music number eight for fourth. BJ's best on the Belmont card on Saturday is race five, number four, Miss Contiki. And his value bet is in uh, race one. And that is number uh, eight, Forever Dreaming. Earlier in the day across the Tasman, Joel, they are racing at Tauranga and Rip. Yeah, and both meetings likely to have very wet conditions at Tauranga. That won't worry my best bet. Race six, number nine, Magdala. Uh, was the best bet in the winning post a couple of weeks ago. Unfortunately, they scratched on the Saturday and went round on the Monday, their public holiday meeting, and, and did salute at Ellerslie and won by five lengths. It was a strong win. I think uh, can go on with the job here. Race six, number nine. My value at Tauranga comes up in the first. It's number eight, Odin Power. Bit of a work in progress, this bloke. He won two trials and showed connections enough to step him out in a group two at his first start. He did everything wrong. He over-raced and ultimately probably found the class too hot. He then dropped back to a maiden and, again, did a few things wrong. They've tipped him out, given him some time. I like the fact they gave him a run over the short trip, uh, 970 metres on the synthetic track, the new synthetic at Cambridge. I thought he ran well for third. That was a good blowout. Out to 1,300 second up. He can figure uh, very prominently at each way odds and at Rickerton my best is race two number eight blue-eyed Susie another horse coming off a dominant win last time out been pretty consistent this prep won two of her last five and uh, yeah that was a five length win last start I think she can go on with it and my value bet is race eight number 10 Papa Gina who hasn't been able to win this prep but in fact hasn't been able to place but finished fourth and fifth at the last couple and hasn't been beaten too far. Gets in with a lightweight after the claim, 53 and a half. Just hoping that fourth up, rock hard fit, 
Papa Gina could break through for a victory. All righty, that wraps up a big Saturday of racing around Australasia. Last Group 1 weekend, or last Group 1 day of the 2021 season and uh, leaves us to get to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Well, uh, toast to absent friends because uh, Daniel got us uh, out of the uh, uh, out of trouble last week with the great diviner. So that is a reasonable profit over the course of the three bets. Uh, but still, it's up to us this time, Joel. What are we doing? Yeah, no messing about. We'll go for the the big race of the day, the Tats Tiara. I think uh, she'll get her deserved Group One on the board here. Subpoenaed race eight, number eight. And I am going to Caulfield and uh, away from my uh, best and value bet. I'm going for another one that I'm quite confident on. Uh, it's around about four bucks, and that's race seven, number five, Bedford. Well, that leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning posts if you haven't already online as we speak to you. And uh, it will be in the shops first thing Friday morning with all the form for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Fields Katari, Monday, all your favourite columnists. And features, still only 550 or 5 bucks online. Enjoy the last Group 1 race of the season. Plenty of winners over the weekend, readers, and we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.